Hello and welcome to LDS Real People Real Lives podcast. This is a weekly podcast and I am Stephanie Colvin, your host, coming to you from Southern California. I had started this podcast because I love to share the gospel. I like to talk about the teachings and the doctrine of the gospel of Jesus Christ as found in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I am not a therapist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scriptorian. I don't teach at BYU. I am just a real person with a real life who loves the gospel. And as I have reconciled gospel teachings with some of the things that have happened in my life, I have a lot that I want to share, and I think that the biggest goal here is to not only spread the gospel, but really wanting to connect with those who are in the gospel and dealing with the reality of their lives and their situations that they find themselves in and how we can utilize the gospel to help us get through these trials and challenges the best way possible. It always reminds me of the... uh, there was a talk given, and I can't remember by who, but where he said that we have good decisions that we can make, but then we have better decisions that we can make, and we also have best decisions that we can make. And so I kind of take that principle and apply it to my life. So as I'm looking to work with the doctrine in my life and the things that, that we're dealing with, um, I'm always trying to get that best case scenario A lot of times I don't even know if it's the best case, but um, it just brings me a lot of comfort to know that at least I'm striving to do that. I really wanted to reach out to those who are steady in the gospel and are just looking to supplement their gospel life and, and testimony with someone who loves the gospel too and loves to talk about the gospel. I listen to a lot of LDS podcasts myself. Um, I also listen to what used to be the Mormon Channel Network, and it's called something different now, the Saints Channel. And anyways, I also wanted to reach out to those who have faith challenges, who are maybe having a hard time reconciling the gospel and the doctrine of Christ with uh, some of the things that they're dealing with in their lives. So I really want this podcast to be something that we can talk about the really hard, tough discussions and topics and go in depth on those. Um, This particular podcast this week is going to be on the atonement. And I'm so happy that you have joined us. You know, every week when I get to the point of being able to record. I'm always so excited because I've spent so much time collecting information, organizing my thoughts, and um, it's just an exhilarating process to be able to get the podcast up and going on a weekly basis. So thanks for joining me. And, uh, you know, again, we're here to help. If you have any questions, comments, or stories that you would like to share, please DM me on Instagram. And my Instagram is LDSRPRL podcast for LDS Real People Real Lives podcast. Or you can email me at LDS Real People Real Lives at gmail.com. And of course, I'm on Facebook at LDS Real People Real Lives podcast. So enough with that. Moving on to the podcast for this week. Like I said, it's on the atonement and we'll touch on forgiveness as well. They go hand in hand. Um, 
I did do a survey this week on Instagram, and once again, the atonement edged out the plan of happiness. So that's why we're doing the atonement. Next week, I will be doing the plan of happiness. So moving forward, we have so many resources in this church. I don't know of any other church that has as many resources that we do, but I do see other churches um, that have been catching on for a while now and providing resources to their members. But for me, one of the other ways that I know that I'm in the right place is the wealth of resources that we have and that we can turn to. There's honestly so much out there that anytime you're struggling, anytime that you are tired, that you're feeling down and out, that, uh, you know, things are just getting to be too much for you. Uh, you know, maybe you've had some kind of life changing moment happen. We can always turn to these resources and find the uplifting edification that we need. Um, to help us continue to push on and endure to the end. I like to go to the gospel topic section of the LDS Gospel Library app. And when I went to gospel topics and I looked up atonement, this is what it says. The word atone means to reconcile or restore. So through the atonement, we are made perfect through Jesus Christ and cleansed so we can live with Father, Jesus Christ, and our families again. The only way for us to be saved is for someone else to rescue us. We need someone who can satisfy the demands of justice standing in our place to assume the burden of the fall and to pay the price for our sins. Christ has always been the only one capable of doing this for us. Christ is our only hope. The atonement is a doctrine for all seasons. It's um, not a doctrine that lends itself to some singular approach like a universal formula, let's say. It must be felt, not just figured. Internalized, not just analyzed. And the pursuit of this doctrine requires the total person. For the atonement of Jesus Christ is the most supernal, mind-expanding, passionate doctrine this world or universe will ever know. And that is Tad R. Callister. I really enjoy his books and his talks. I think he's wonderful. Um, he does have a book called The Infinite Atonement. I've read it and I referenced it as I prepared for this uh, episode. And it's so true. You know, a lot of what happens to do or what has to do with the gospel is feeling. We must feel. We must internalize. We must be willing to be raw and open and vulnerable. Uh, when we're willing to do that and knock down our walls and the, I know for me, I have developed coping skills that sometimes can make it very difficult for the spirit, the Holy Ghost to penetrate. And so I try to remember to be very open and very vulnerable and real. Um, the atonement that the Savior gave to us is power. And it is used, of course, to redeem us from the fall of Adam. 
It's also used to help us to be forgiven of our sins. And what a great way for her Heavenly Father to show us his love. If you just take those two things, which are absolutely huge, you know, the atonement and all that it covers, it's so hard, no matter how much studying I do on it, to wrap my my mind around it and all that it entails. But the word infinite, by definition, means that it has these long-reaching, long-lasting effects. And I definitely think it's one of those things in the gospel that we're going to continue to learn about um, when we're done with this, I like to call our journey here on earth a mission. And so when we're done with the mission here and we graduate, we move on to the next step. Um, you know, we'll continue to learn of all the wonderful blessings that come from the atonement. But, um, you know, it is one of the greatest ways that Heavenly Father has shown his love for us. And I also believe from the things that I have read and searched in all good sources, um, I only look to those things that are put out by the church and by reputable LDS authors. Um, I don't like to spend my time reading other things because we have so much that we can do that I would rather just stay there and know it's coming from a correct source. But the atonement also empowers us. It empowers us to be strengthened. It empowers us to become like him, Jesus Christ, who's who's a God. It reconciles us with Heavenly Father so that we can once again live in his presence. After all, that is the ultimate goal of this journey is to return home and once again live with Father. And we know that no unclean thing can dwell in his presence. So we have the atonement to sanctify us. But if we don't utilize the atonement, then we are going to answer for our sins. Because justice, these are eternal laws, justice and mercy. So justice has to have a counter to it. And so the Savior came and gave us the gift of the atonement. And now we have mercy. But if we do not utilize the atonement, we have to use it. Then we will have to answer for the things that we have done here and that we have not repented of. And that's why repentance is talked about so heavily and pretty much everything that you read or hear about in the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, it's the first thing that you do when you take the first ordinance, which is baptism as you repent. And uh, we talked about in the repentance episode about how it needs to be a lifestyle. And so, you know, I am just super grateful for this because as I had mentioned in a prior episode, I had smoked cigarettes since I was in elementary school. And back then, you know, born in the early 70s, cigarettes were just everywhere and people were smoking everywhere. And I had some things that had happened to me. Uh, when I was little, that was very abusive. And I had experienced sexual abuse for some time. And, you know, this is a hard topic. This is one of those things that I see a lot of people in the church, um, whether it be my own ward or 
on social media that have a hard time reconciling their suffering and their experience with the gospel. And yet I've seen people who have been able to do it. And that's what I have worked really hard on doing. So I bring this up because I want to mention that the atonement also makes things right. Linda K. Burton, she um, was the general president for Relief Society. She says, all that is unfair about life can be made right through the atonement of Jesus Christ. The power. Nothing is unfair in the atonement. And I rely upon this heavily. Um, Because of my experience, it was that experience that turned me into a little girl that prayed often, and I prayed with my whole heart. As I've gotten older and I've had to endure the consequences of what that abuse did to me as I was my brain and habits and the way that I was going to be and who I was going to become is all formed at those very tender ages. And so going through school, I was just, I was just a weird, weird kid. And maybe people didn't realize it so much, but I felt really weird on the inside because I just knew that I was different. I knew that I saw and think, thought of things differently than let's say my friends, especially the girls that I had made, uh, friendships with in the church. And I was just really, really confused. So now I've become an adult and I'm 47 now. And as the decades go by, this thing just continues to haunt me. And I'm just so sick of it. I'm so tired of it. I just wish it would go away. And it's the gospel that gives me peace. For a while there, I lived very, I was an angry person, and my dreams were very violent and bloody, and it was because I was angry at the person that inflicted this abuse upon me. But I also knew from examples that I had in my own family that I did not want to utilize this to have uh, addictions and to put me off from the Lord. But it did take me quite some time to get to that point. However, during that time that I was really wrestling, who am I going to reconcile myself with? The world or God, who am I going to become at one with, the world or God? So when I was really just trying to make these decisions and find out if I even had the strength and the courage to get back in the gospel and to make the much-needed lifestyle changes that I needed to make, it was really, really hard for me. Now, when I met my husband, Jed, and we got into the gospel together, it really showed to me how Heavenly Father just loves me, and He blessed me perfectly. There's no other scenario that I would have ever met Jed. We have very different backgrounds, and Father just blessed me with an amazing man who, in turn, was able to help me feel 
confident enough that I could start hammering some of this stuff out. And so as I was doing that and trying to reconcile the abuse, not feel sorry for myself, um, that's when I really started to turn to the atonement. And there were a couple of books that helped me. One was The Peacemaker, and that's all about forgiveness. That's a great, great book. I love that book. I've read it three times now. And it just brings me to tears every time. And then The Infinite Atonement by Tad R. Callister. That book is, it'll blow your mind about the atonement. It'll just blow your mind. You think that, you know, you always think that you know so much. And then you come across a book that's just filled with so much truth and power. And then all of a sudden your mind just opens and it's just, it's just an amazing experience. So that's what the atonement has done for me is it's given me peace with the situation and to know that because of this great gift of the atonement given to us by Jesus Christ and our heavenly father, it's part of the plan of salvation and happiness. They knew that we needed it. Um, I know that everything's going to be made right. I know that we're all going to be happy wherever we end up. And I know that heavenly father and the savior know my heart and they know who I am and I trust them. I really do trust them, and I'm grateful for the power of the atonement and what it's been able to do for me to come to terms with this in my life. Now, don't get mistaken. I still have moments of wanting to wreak havoc in this person's life, of wanting to dish it back. And so I am seeing a wonderful therapist who is LDS. He's in our stake and he's helping me with that. And what I really like about him is that not only is he a great therapist, but he also understands how important the gospel is in my life. And so we can use that as part of the therapy. It's just, it's been a wonderful experience. And um, so in combination of the atonement, the power of the atonement in my life, and also taking advantage of the resources that are given to us, um, you know, there was another talk given that says we need to do all that we can do. We have an amazing amount of ways to take care of ourselves, from medication to doctors to therapy to um, you know, if you go to the spiritual side, I love Ensign magazines. I love to read them. I love the articles and I love how much they relate to what we're dealing with today. And I love how the church is really starting to focus and has been for the last decade or two um, talking more about what we're really dealing with. Uh, you know, even mental illness, we're surrounded by mental illness. Um, at least I am in my immediate family and it can be a lot. It can be a lot. And so it's my faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ that helps me to endure. So going back to the smoking, when I finally stopped smoking, you know, I, I counted how many times. Every time I would fall off the bandwagon, I would just keep track mentally in my head. I would hit my knees. I would have an honest talk with my Heavenly Father. And I would tell him, I need him to be my backbone. I need him to strengthen me and I need his grace because I just simply cannot do this myself. So it did take me 27 times. But, you know, with each time that I fell off the wagon and I got back on immediately, I hit my knees. 
I repented. I talked it out with Heavenly Father. I even talked to my bishop. Um, and he gave me some good pointers because he was a convert and he had some things that he had to overcome and just continued to push forward, continued to hammer at it, knowing that through the gift and power of the atonement, that I was eventually going to be released from the shackles of this particular addiction. And it finally happened. And I have been smoke free for six years. I love it. I couldn't ever imagine smoking a cigarette again. And yet there was one time that I would have called cigarettes my best friend. And this is what the atonement does for us. It changes us. It changes our hearts. It changes our minds. It changes our desires. And it changes the focus of our lives. I think another example that I can give of the atonement being that I've been divorced a couple of times is I wanted to charge forward. This happened about two years ago and really get involved in the gospel in a way that I had to be just spiritually in tune. And I just kept hitting a wall when I was pursuing this goal that I had. I just kept hitting a wall spiritually. And so I hit my knees and I asked Heavenly Father, you know, what is going on here? What do I need to do? How do I get past this? And it came to me clear as a bell that I needed to write a letter to my ex-husbands and express to them how sorry I was for my part and the demise of the marriages and to wish them well. And, you know, I thought it was going to be an easy thing to do. My first husband, I hadn't been with him for a very, very long time. We had divorced back in the late 90s. And then my second husband, we had divorced in 2011. So my second husband was easier because I didn't have children with him. And I wrote him a letter and I sent it and that was fine. When it came to my first husband, who I do have two sons with, man, that was hard. I, I remember sitting down to write the letter and I just could not get it out. I couldn't do the work. And that's when I really, really recognized that I was still holding on to some major grudges. And it, and it always had to do with the parenting of our two sons and the things that happened as they were growing up. And so it took me a while to be able to write that letter. But you know what? I finally was able to write the letter and it was short, sweet, and simple, but it did the job because I felt the release of that burden. I felt the release of that obligation and I appreciated Heavenly Father steering me always in the, in the way of righteousness of my Savior, constantly giving me an example in the steps of righteousness. And, uh, you know, my ex and I, uh, my son's dad, you know, our relationship isn't any better, but there's no more animosity. And when I see him, I don't feel the need to be snickety or say snide comments or anything like that. Like I'm completely at peace with that. And you cannot put a price on that. And that's what the atonement does for us, is it releases us from all of that yuck. It's not fun carrying that around. And when you're really striving to be Christ-like, it's hard to be Christ-like when you've got all of these things that you just won't let go. 
and you're just dragging them around like, you know, a big ball and chain and you just keep adding another ball and chain, another ball and chain, another, and then it just gets hard to walk. It gets hard to stand tall. It gets hard to stand in front and teach a class in church when you just are feeling the weight of all of the stuff that has accumulated over time. And that's what happens as you get older is when you don't let the stuff go, it accumulates. And it gets heavier and heavier and heavier. So, you know, I'm really grateful for the gift of the atonement. And I just love knowing and having the knowledge that the atonement is going to empower me to become like my heavenly father, like my heavenly mother, like my savior and redeemer, Jesus Christ. That if I do what they've asked me to do, which I work really hard at, and I am not perfect by any means, I still have... You know, being raised in a family that's predominantly men um, and my dad being in the Marine Corps, I mean, there's just, my mouth can still get the better of me, but I have worked so hard at cleaning up my mouth and um, I've had to retrain my brain. But that all happened because as soon as I would say, you know, a curse word or something unkind, I would immediately say, Heavenly Father, please forgive me. Help me to do better and to be better because that is the desire of my heart. And so over time, chunks of that yuck has been kind of chiseled away, which is good. You know, I really appreciate it because I feel like a different person and I needed to feel like a different person in order to feel like I could be a servant to God. And so I really, really appreciate the gift of the atonement. Another thing that Linda K. Burton says um, in this talk is that there is power in the atonement to enable us to overcome the natural man or woman and become true disciples of Jesus Christ. And that's what the atonement does for us is there's just so much power that is given to us when we believe. We must believe. That's how we make it work in our lives is through that belief. She also says the atonement is the greatest evidence we have of Father's love for us. That supreme act of love should send us to our knees to thank God for this gift. Because the atonement gives us all an equal opportunity to return and live with God again. He doesn't play favorites. He loves each of us. We are all his spirit children. He wants us all to return. You know, when I've had issues with um, reconciling my life with portions of the gospel and doctrine of Jesus Christ, it's the atonement that has given me the power to overcome these things. Because I didn't have just one addiction. I had many addictions. And I was making a lot of very poor choices in my life. And I am grateful to know that the atonement is there for me, for you, for everybody, for my children, my husband, my parents, my father-in-law. There's always that mercy given. There's always that love given. In 2 Nephi chapter 1, verse 15, it says, The Lord hath redeemed my soul from hell. I have beheld his glory, and I am encircled about eternally in the arms of his love. <sighs> These are powerful scriptures. You know, I read these scriptures and these, these images pop in my mind of his glory, what he looks like. 
and when he encircles me in his arms, how it feels. Be faithful and diligent in keeping the commandments of God, and I will encircle thee in the arms of my love. Thus, Doctrine and Covenant, section 6, verse 20. Amulek preached in like fashion, mercy can satisfy the demands of justice and encircles them in the arms of safety. We've got a running theme here. What a great metaphor. Who doesn't want to be encircled in the arms of a kind, loving father? Which that's what Christ is. He has paid the ransom for us. He has done the work. He has suffered for us. And therefore we are his and he is ours. Isaiah spoke of these tender moments when the Lord would gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom. And then we have Moses in chapter 7, verse 63. We will receive them into our bosom, and they shall see us, and we will fall upon their necks, and they shall fall upon our necks, and we will kiss each other. What a glorious reunion that will be. <sighs> it's so hard sometimes to put words to the divine feelings that come through the Holy Ghost. But right now what I'm feeling is a fullness. My heart is full. My chest is warm. I've got goosebumps. And I feel loved. Lots and lots of love. You know, only Christ could perform the sacrifice great enough to redeem the world. And it had to be Him. When we had the council in heaven before we came here, and He volunteered, He loves us. I like to try to comprehend it a little bit better, being an older sibling myself. If someone came to me, like my father, and said, if you go through these things and you offer yourself up as a lamb, and this is, you know, this is what's going to happen, the sacrifice. But in return, it'll give my younger siblings and my children, and my husband, and my grandchildren, and my nephews and nieces, the opportunity to utilize that sacrifice so that they can return and come home. I truly believe in the very soul of my being and my very core that I would say yes. But it's a good thing that we don't understand every little detail that we're going to go through. How often do we do things that we look back and say, wow, if I knew all of that was going to happen, I wouldn't have done that. Sometimes I wonder, well, no, I don't, because I know that Christ wouldn't do that. In 2 Nephi chapter 2, verse 8, it says, Wherefore, how great the importance to make these things known unto the inhabitants of the earth that they may know that there is no flesh that can dwell in the presence of God, save it be through the merits and mercy and grace of the Holy Messiah, who layeth down his life according to the flesh, and taketh it again by the power of the Spirit, that he may bring to pass the resurrection of the dead, being the first that should rise. Elder Broussard McConkie says, When the prophets speak of an infinite atonement, they mean just that. 
Its effects cover all men and women, the earth itself, and all forms of life thereon, and reach out into the endless expanses of eternity. Wrap your head around that. Sometimes it gets to be way too much for me. So you know what I do is I just wrap my head about how that applies to me and my family. And that's all I need for now because I know the rest will come later. The gift of the atonement allows us the power to overcome our own personal feelings and desires to have retribution, to gain vengeance. We have all been wronged in our lives. We have all had experiences and things happen to us where it hasn't been fun. And the power of forgiveness, which is given through the gift of the atonement, can release us from the burden of those feelings. And, you know, I've seen people hold on to the burden of those feelings, and then the years just tick away, one right after another. And they don't turn out so good. It affects their demeanor, the way they look, their skin, how they carry themselves. I mean, it affects everything. And I know for me, I don't want to be like that. I want to utilize the atonement to have that joy that Heavenly Father and our Savior teach us about, that our prophets tell us about. And I'm grateful for the knowledge that he has given to us. The atonement is a wonderful gift from a loving Heavenly Father and Savior Jesus Christ. Make no mistake, they know you. They know every hair on your head. They know everything that you've gone through and will go through. They know the beginning from the end, and they know everything in between. They love you. They've provided for you, and they are always there for you. I appreciate you joining me this week. It's always such a blast to be able to do these episodes. Next week, we'll be on the plan of salvation and happiness, and I'm really looking forward to that as well. Please reach out to me anytime you like to. I love to hear from my audience. Let me know what you think. And remember to be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. Until next time, take care, stay safe, stay healthy, and God bless.